This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall weighs in on a recent court victory that keeps the state's congressional district lines in place, at least for the upcoming 2022 elections. Marshall spoke this past weekend on Capitol Journal about the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that a lower court's demand for redrawing the congressional districts in the next few weeks was an untimely and impractical decision. And this is one that I think transcends our case, but actually relates to many others around the country, is that the court has applied a doctrine that we use successfully during the challenges to many uh, of the of the voting laws of Alabama during the last presidential election, and that's something called the Purcell Doctrine, mm-hmm. is that there's a point in time where it's simply too late for courts to change the rules regarding elections because we want to make sure that we have a ballot election take place. In, in fact, had the timeline the three-judge panel uh, had set out there been put in place, I think it would have been extremely difficult for us to be able to ensure that we would have been able to carry out an appropriate election according to the timelines otherwise set by the legislature. Speaking of the state attorney general, a Baldwin County attorney is now challenging Steve Marshall in the Republican primary. Harry Still graduated from both Auburn and Troy University. He was also he is also a former county manager. Still told 1819 News that his priorities as a state attorney general will be in keeping prisoners and violent criminals behind bars as well as retraining state law enforcement officers on sensory training, as well as the use of non-lethal equipment, still says there needs to be a rooting out of corruption within law enforcement. He maintains that there is a leadership problem and says that the Alabama Sheriff's Association has too much influence in Montgomery and has destroyed countless political careers in the process. Still is also very much in favor of constitutional carry, saying it's an automatic right to carry a firearm without purchasing a permit. Still says that public integrity will be his top priority. He's challenging Marshall in the primary that comes up May 24th. There are no Democrat candidates seeking to run against Marshall in the state attorney general's race. The Alabama Department of Labor is taking part in a federal program to encourage the hiring of veterans at businesses throughout the state of Alabama. The Hire Vets Medallion Award Program is continuing to accept applications until April 30th of this year. It's for businesses who have engaged in the hiring of veterans. Governor Kay Ivey is throwing her support behind the federal program, saying that veterans are no doubt a major asset to an Alabama business. Back in 2021, there were 37 companies here in the state who hired veterans and were then recognized by the U.S. Department of Labor. There were 849 companies nationwide. And when it comes to jobs in Alabama, Huntsville auto manufacturers have a bunch of openings. Mazda Toyota Manufacturing will be holding a job fair on the 19th of this month. MTM is looking to hire about 2,000 workers as part of the production of the Toyota Corolla Cross and the Mazda CX-50. The job fair will be held at the Huntsville Marriott Hotel located at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center, and it runs from 7.30 to 11 a.m. drive through alcohol sales could potentially become a permanent reality in Alabama. State Representative Gil Isbell has sponsored a bill to allow the convenience of pickup and drive through purchases of alcohol as a permanent procedure in the state. The COVID-19 lockdown measures that occurred two years ago caused the Alabama Beverage Control Board to come up with this drive through option in order to continue sales at liquor stores. Isbell says that making this option permanent will put small businesses on the same ground as larger retailers like Publix and Walmart. 
The Alabama House has sent the bill to the state Senate, which will then consider it this week. A Wetumpka police officer is now on administrative leave for drugs and domestic violence. 45-year-old Jeffrey Hall is facing charges for manufacturing of drugs, along with 40-year-old Latasha Hall. Both Halls are also charged with harassment and domestic violence, while no more details have been issued on the case. The officer was arrested last weekend in Montgomery and then placed on administrative leave where he works in Wetumpka. Mobile's Mardi Gras season has officially gotten underway with the Condé Cavaliers holding the first street parade this past weekend. The Condé Cavaliers took their celebration to retirement homes in the area as well as schools before their evening parade occurred. Thousands of Mobile residents took part in the Mardi Gras celebrations after it was shut down in 2021 due to COVID-19. And while we're on the topic of celebrations, spring break is coming up and that means one area and that means one particular area close to Alabama is about to enforce a month-long policy of no alcohol on the beach. Panama City will have this rule enforced for the whole month of March when many college spring breakers travel from the north to the beach for fun and sun. This city ordinance was voted into place back in 2016. It includes a $500 fine and even possible jail time. Alcohol is allowed on Panama City beaches in any other month of the year but March. That's in order to cut down on the March madness that was happening with alcohol on the beach during spring break. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Americans at the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine are evacuating from that country as the Biden administration continues to forecast a Russian invasion of the country of Ukraine. The U.S. State Department says that only a limited number of their staff will remain behind in order to keep communications going between the U.S. government and the Ukrainian government. As of December of 2021, there were 180 Americans working at that U.S. embassy. The State Department did not announce the number of those who will remain behind except to say the majority will be returning to Washington, D.C. The U.S. Pentagon has also announced that it will be sending 3,000 more combat troops to the country of Poland. They will be joining 1,700 troops who are already there. This is part of the U.S. effort to bolster NATO allies in the event of a Russian invasion. The additional soldiers will be deployed from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, as part of the 82nd Airborne Division. This past Saturday, President Joe Biden did hold an hour-long phone call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. White House officials are claiming that the conversation between Biden and Putin did not result in any major breakthrough on the issue at hand. Also happening this weekend, more vindication for former President Donald Trump and his claim all along that he was being spied on before and after he became president. A court filing by the special counsel John Durham within the DOJ reveals that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid a tech specialist to infiltrate the Internet servers at Trump Towers during the 2016 presidential campaign. That same tech company was hired to infiltrate the White House servers as well when Trump became president. The infiltration was to gather information that could be used in creating a fabricated connection of Trump to the country of Russia. Durham is bringing charges against Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, as well as an unnamed U.S.-based Internet company that was involved in the infiltration. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan went on Fox News this past weekend to break down the latest revelation in Durham's investigation. John Durham is going right back to the start. Understand the indictment against Zussman wasn't about Zussman lying to John Durham and his investigative team. It was about the original lies, the lies that took place in 2016 when they started this whole concerted effort to go after a presidential campaign. That, that is what is so frightening here. You had the government working with the Clinton campaign to go after the 
Republican Party's nominee for president to spy on that campaign. We've never seen anything like this in history. So President Trump's statement yesterday, I think, is right on target. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. And then when you couple it with the context, the broader context of a few years ago, it was the Democrats using the IRS to target conservatives. Then it was this issue five years ago with them going after President Trump's campaign. And now we know just four months ago, the Department of Justice has set up this threat tag label and they are putting that threat tag, that label on moms and dads showing up at school board meetings. So when you view it in context, it's even more frightening. Trump himself also released a statement calling the Durham filing indisputable evidence that now confirms the actions of Hillary Clinton to be far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate was with Richard Nixon. Trump called on criminal prosecution of all those involved in this spying operation. And a Fox News television show host, Maria Bartiroma, is calling out her own profession. Bartiroma has been one of the few national hosts to point the finger at Hillary Clinton and the Clinton tactics as being behind the Russian collusion narrative regarding Trump. Every American this morning should be outraged. The government and the media failed you. They failed you because they went with a political narrative where one political candidate was simply trying to take down another candidate. But this goes much beyond that. And this is the reason that for four years straight, I had people like Devin Nunes and John Radcliffe on my show every Sunday and told our viewers the truth. Adam Schiff was lying or going on with this narrative the whole time. So the question now becomes, When specifically did the FBI start working with the Clinton campaign? That is what we need to know now, because we know that Hillary Clinton made the whole thing up. I'll tell you, I hope Donald Trump sues them all for everything because they damaged his reputation throughout his four years in office. So much so that he was constantly on defense. This is the biggest scandal we have ever seen. A lawsuit is filed against Neuralink for the torture of monkeys. The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine launched the lawsuit against the company that is owned by Elon Musk, Neuralink, as well as the University of California at Davis. The lawsuit claims that UC Davis has facilitated the billionaire Elon Musk in shoddy experiments that have mutilated the brains of monkeys and caused them to die. The research is being done in an effort to seek more advanced technology that can control the human brain. There were 23 primates used for experimentation between 2017 and 2020. They all had brain implants installed. 15 of them died or had to be put down. The lawsuit claims that video of the studies were selectively edited in order to downplay the level of torture and pain the animals were put through. UC Davis says their research protocols were thoroughly reviewed and approved by the school's committee. When it comes to the 2020 election, some of the swing states are still fighting for election integrity, at least within some of their counties. One state lawmaker in Arizona, Mark Fincham, has introduced a bill that would decertify the 2020 results in three counties in that state. Maricopa, Pima, and Yuma counties have had illegal and fraudulent election acts occur, Fincham says, either by intent or omission. Two of those counties, Maricopa and Pima, had Joe Biden listed as winning in the presidential election, with Yuma going for Trump. Fincham says the 2020 general election was irredeemably compromised and that violations of the law must have consequences if the nation is to continue to be governed by rule of law. In the state of Nevada, the Democrat governor there, Steve Sisolak, is calling for the mask mandates to be lifted immediately. 
Sisolak says the number of COVID-19 cases have declined rapidly, along with the number of hospitalizations. Masks will not be required in public in that state, but some facilities with people at high levels of risk can still require masking. Sisolak is now joining other Democrat governors in Delaware, New Jersey, and Connecticut in suddenly lifting mask mandates. And in Maryland, Republican Governor Larry Hogan is calling on the Board of Education there to lift the school mask mandate. Hogan says that Americans must all learn to live with this virus and not in fear of it. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about things that are gnawing at the roots of freedom. Liberal progressives want desperately to cut away at the very roots of who we are as a nation. And a lot of times their attacks on our roots are discreet and insidious and designed to be a slow death. Just chip away here. Remove a basic freedom there. Give up some security over yonder. Redefine right to be wrong and wrong to be right. But let me just say unequivocally, this nation did not become a city on a hill because we were the best poll takers of public opinion, all right? We were not designed as a nation to examine the latest fads and the most recent whims and to bend our foundations to that new and different notion. Not at all. We have been the tallest, stoutest, straightest tree in the landscape since our inception, not because of a need to change daily to accommodate the follies of man but because we embodied some absolutes, some unequivocal truths, and we were not afraid to stand on them for ourselves and for others. The trunk of this nation's tree, if you will, has not been prone to bending in the wind. The limbs have been broad in scope, so the attacks have pivoted not to the tree itself, but to the roots. If liberals can undermine the things that have always made this nation great, then this tree will die a slow death and one day fall over under its own weight, unable to sustain life any longer. And I, for one, do not want that to happen. So let me just remind you again of a great quote that I've used on here once before. It's from that great philosopher, Captain America, who once said this, quote, It doesn't matter what the press says. It doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. It doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, remember you can get those reports directly to your electronic device by subscribing either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 